All right, y'all. Today's guest is such a hoot. My new friend Hannah Dasher has a brand new album coming out in three days. Um, she is an amazing songwriter, performer, recording artist, TikTok star. Um, you name it, she does it. She says she's just here to perform, entertain, and make people happy and bring them joy. She is amazing. Um, we laugh. We get a little teary, a little sentimental. She tells us all about her journey into songwriting, um, how she sort of uh, entered into that at a really hard time um, as a young woman through her parents' divorce and, and then ended up moving to Nashville to grind for 10 years um, to get to this spot as a songwriter and a solo artist. Um, and she's just a, truly a ball of joy. Um, she talks a lot about battling body image um, throughout her life and how the last couple years of struggle in, in her own valley have really led her to a, a place of greater confidence in herself, in her faith, um, in the role that that has um, in her life and, and in her songwriting um, and the richness that comes from kind of struggling to gain your right identity and, and confidence in yourself and your abilities. And and she's just, she's so much fun, y'all. We laugh. Um, th there's a little language in this, so maybe don't listen with little ears, but we have such a great time. And I know you will love Hannah um, and her music as much as I do. So tune in to this uh, episode with Hannah Dasher. All right. Hannah, we've been chit-chatting for about 20 minutes, not even knowing we're rolling, so let's let's kick it off. Yes, girl. Welcome to Enjoy Life. Thank you for I having me. I was already me. complimenting your hair, and I did my best to get the the most volume I can, and this is my all. This is all I got. Worship, honey. Higher I love. the hair, closer to Jesus, right? Amen. Is that why you do it? Well, honestly, I just I have my grandmother's big facial features, and so <laughs> it's for the same reason that I wear a bell bottom it's and it's to distract all about the width proportion. of my thighs. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, just proportion. Yeah. Well, how we like to start the show um, is by asking, at this point in your life, today it's, we're recording September, this will come out October uh, of 2023, you walked in this room, What what's the walkout song playing behind you right now? She's a bad man vagina. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> the what's the walkout song? Like, like Yeah, like what's the soundtrack the to, your, to your life right now? Oh, my gosh. Well, I listen to a lot of ACDC, believe it or not, and I've been listening to a lot of Aretha Franklin gospel. Love it. Love it. So the Lord will make a way somehow. That that would be. <laughs> That's your walkout song? Aretha, yes. I love that. That's a message we all need. I'm going to start playing that. It's good. It's, it's on her Christmas record, actually. I like asking especially artists that question because sometimes you get the least likely answer. Like, you'd think you'd give, you know, Wayland or Hank or something like that, and so to get Aretha... Well, but when or I ACDC. end the show every night, as, as soon as you know, like we uh, do the encore, or whatever we're doing, like the, the very last song, last the last drum crash, uh, all my ratty friends are coming over tonight. Oh place. yeah, so it is a Hank Jr. song. You called it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a traditional country girl, right? Woo! That's part of why I want to have you on here, and that's part of why I want to talk about your new album uh, that's fixing to come out. But I gotta say, I mean, when when you read your bio and listen to your interviews and listen to your songs there's a lot of aj in them and i want to know what's your what's your favorite what's your favorite album <sighs> maybe one of his his old ballads that's well, you know buried those are my favorite wanted here in the real world home 
Yes. Home. So I mean, good. Well, like I so said, like I hated to read as a child. Yeah. But mother would find me like I, I would read my Alan Jackson cassette tapes and CD covers <laughs> like front to back. Yes, yes. So I was that nerdy little oh, kid who could so tell you funny. who Keith Steagall was or something. Yeah, you know because wild. well because I, I realized that he was from Georgia like me. Yeah, and he and he talked like I do. Yeah. the same reason I loved Eric Church's writing so much. It was just so conversational and timeless. And uh, and I was and he was my first concert. And so dad, I, yeah. Look at that. And I, and I, I watched Me too. it from my... I imagine that. <laughs> well, I was in the nosebleeds, though. Yeah. But, uh, but I was in my papa's arms. I fell asleep. But it was just, you know, but chasing that neon rainbow was just like, it was a... It was a fairy tale to me. I was like, okay, this yeah. is like a rags to riches story. You know, mm. maybe my dream can come true too. And yeah. so, and I believed every word and I try to write believably as well. Yeah, you do. You see a lot of those... 60s, 70s, obviously, is kind of your, like, aesthetic, right? But but you get those 80s, 90s real just, like, were, you know, pulled up by your bootstrap narratives in your songs. And I just, I grew up listening to the same stuff you did. And so when I get to listen to your stuff and got to listen ahead to your album, I just want you to know that it shines through as somebody That who, means the world. That, that really up. touches my heart. I didn't know there wasn't country music until I was in middle school. You know, that's all we ever heard. And then I went through a rebellious rap phase, which did not fit me Didn't in we any all? way, shape, Girl. or form. But, you know, you always come back to home. So, Did you get in trouble but with your mama for listening to rap songs? Well, yes. I think she was more of the, she was more on the, I'm going to screen the movies you go see train than yes. the, the music stuff. Um, but yeah, you definitely had to keep that for like the the basketball volleyball locker room like that's where you learn all your we used to make the burnt cds words. and we would yeah, hide so mix, it was like the first two to three songs in the cd would be like a praise and worship yeah. kind of a thing yeah. and then all the rest would be the yeah you know, once the well, mom went out of the room exactly, that's exactly. But yes. mama caught on quickly and oh that's so funny restriction um you know people always ask that question like if you could have three people at your table for dinner oh patsy klein love it because i had the cutest little smoking trays that go with my fine china what what is that this are retro? Just, well, back when people used to smoke okay, inside, yeah, yeah, okay. and, and they're silver lined, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're absolutely beautiful. Anyway, uh, but I, I'd use those with her. Oh God, Patsy Loretta. Yeah, not to be trite, but uh, I just um, I don't know. Uh, I, I would I would love to to gain some of their wisdom on life, and mm -hmm. and uh, they really looked out for one another, and uh, which I feel like this town's kind of lost a little bit of that mm. as far as. That open that arm team welcome. Spirit. Yes, yeah. yes. Everybody's pulling for everybody genuinely. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I truly want to see talent win. And who the third person that. would be, gosh, that's so tough to say. Probably somebody really handsome. <laughs> I don't know, like a young Your Randy Hauser. Yes, yes. Like a young Matt McConaughey or a young Ooh. Brad Pitt. Somebody like that. I don't know. I, I agree with all those choices. Yes. <laughs> um. So tell us how you got into this. Tell us how you got here, uh, writing, singing, performing, everything. Where did it start for you as a kid? Well, we touched on that earlier, my love for country music. Mother said I could sing before I could talk. <laughs> uh, and uh, so and I applied myself in school, but music was always my first love. Country music was my first love. And so... Uh, I just knew that I really wanted to make music for a living. And when my parents divorced my freshman year of college, it just kind of erupted a, like a hurricane inside mm. of me. And so in order to vent or cope with that, I began writing songs. Yeah. And my friends, uh, I try to keep a circle of pretty honest yeah. 
people around me that are you know that tell it like it is yeah. especially us southerners we don't sugarcoat yeah, things yeah. contrary to popular belief but all that to say but they were really honest with me and they were just like hey this is really good that one sucks this one's really great yeah yeah keep writing yeah. i want to hear this song again mm. and so uh i started writing music and uh and moved to town sold bass boats at uh for tracker boats. <laughs> Did you? And Mercury uh, Outboard Motors. Yes, girl. Oh, yeah. Yes, because you know, my parents were like, you're doing this on your own. Yeah. You know, we're not going to help you in Nashville. This is all you. Yeah. And I resented them for a long time for that, but it really made a survivor out of yeah. me. So I slept on a mattress on the floor. Uh, I didn't have a kitchen. I ate a uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich and, uh, and a bologna sandwich every day and uh, worked retail as well and at, at Bass Pro Shops. And I got fired for writing songs on the job. <laughs> You did not. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, but one of the songs I was writing got picked up by Brad Paisley, and I wound up playing that song uh, on my uh, Opry debut set because it was just fun to uh, yeah, to look over. And there's there's Bass story. Pro in that yeah, same parking lot right. with the so Opry. Funny. So. Wow, that's amazing. But yeah, I just I knew I had to do this. I could not. Yeah. So it was the writing first for you. Well, it was a singing first for singing me. Singing first. It was then, a singing first. My first right. cassette was a Patsy Cline cassette tape. Mother had taken some ladies' trip to Nashville, <laughs> anyhow, and uh, brought me back a Patsy Cline cassette tape. And so I put it in there with my Elvis and my Alan Jackson cassettes and started my little collection. And um, But I just loved her voice. And, uh, and then obviously Reba. I mean, how can you not love 90s, 80s, 90s country yeah. and things like that? Yeah, I've uh, heard you say in an interview um I guess that opening lines are very important to you. Oh, very much so. I love that. That really struck me a lot. And I wonder two things. Do you start with an opening line or do you start somewhere else and then come back and really perfect that? More often than not, I do start with an opening line unless uh, the hook just falls out of heaven. And yeah. usually the, the melody falls with that. And it usually comes out of the left side of the sky. Is that right? You, it really does. But you got to hold your guitar in just the right place and catch it. <laughs> and catch it. Right, right, right. But but that's a great question. But uh, I'm first lines or opening lines to, to a song are so important because I I feel like the attention span of people nowadays oh, is gosh, just shorter yeah. and shorter. And I learned that with making my TikTok videos. you yeah. got to get them within the first five seconds. Yeah. You've lost them. Yeah. And so, uh, but I want a song to carry you through like that. Yeah. It's got to hook you. Are there any that are like top? here for you that you can think of of uh, classic in history lines yeah oh my gosh well um there's a justin timberlake song what goes around comes around yeah. and that opening line is was he everything you wanted in a man that's pretty badass i've never me. noticed that and that's i know good. that song was he everything yeah. you wanted in a man? i don't know that one just sticks out to yeah me. yeah uh i mean i'm on the spot here so i don't really <laughs> I, I know mean, i'm asking tough well ones. i mean eric church has some great ones obviously jeremy spillman those uh those songwriters or casey bethard those guys write just amazing songs uh i'd have to think about it but yeah i don't know i, I feel it. like i i admire just having grown up how i did people who write the majority or or as many of their songs as they can. It just feels like you get a more authentic, you know, interaction with that person. Not that if you are an amazing performer and people write for you, there's any, you know, less to applaud or anything, but I just feel like I get to know the real you because you're in it through and through, right? Yes. And yes. do you write solo a lot? Do you have people here that you really love to work with that know you well or all the above? All the above. I, I do write solo. I, uh, in the last couple of years, uh, I've tried to amp that up a little bit more, but I'm so blessed to, uh, uh, well, 
pause that. I try to develop an idea first before I bring it into a room with like a Jeff Hyde or a, a, like a Jeremy Spillman, guys like that. But uh, I have kind of found my my people, if you will. Um, Jake Mitchell, another great collaborator of mine. We just wrote one that I'm so proud of. But uh, honestly, it really doesn't matter who's in the room. I, I, I feel like if a song's meant to be born that day, it's going to be born. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you have to work for it for sure. Yeah. You mentioned um, TikTok a minute ago. And yes. part of uh, what's been a really cool part of your story the last couple of years is uh, during COVID, I believe you had lost your record deal and started doing like kind of singing, cooking segments, not even segments, but whatever you call them, shorts on TikTok. I'm such a grandmother. I don't even have TikTok. So I forgive love that. Me, but I'm all over you on Instagram. It. But you started uh, this this segment called "Stand by Your Pan." Yes, yeah, obviously, by your pan. yes, in reference to the old song. Um, what? How did that come about? Like, is cooking a huge part of your life? Or well, I'm a little thick in the thighs, <laughs> and I love to eat. I've always loved. I've always battled with my weight. So, but I love to cook, and I love to entertain people. Whether I'm on stage, you know, ripping a guitar, or uh, at home, I love to entertain. And uh, when we were quarantined and the country was shut down all the restaurants were closed i thought oh my gosh what are girls my age gonna do they don't know how to cook yeah, yeah. i need to teach them and so i thought what a way to showcase my personality um and to get the attention of my label that i where i still was at the time and i had no idea that it would take off like it had but it did and uh you know and it's taken me places like rachel ray or, yeah fritos or and now i'm on my first headlining tour and yeah uh i have to rip a stand by your pan on stage Probably once a weekend, I'd say. Not every night, but anyway. But it's always good to, uh, I mean, who knew biscuits would unite people? Right, right. Well, well how couldn't they? Well, Are you well, kidding me? I, the country was so divided at the time. It was yeah. so, it was a, an election was going on. Or yeah. I just, and I, as an entertainer, I felt like it's my job to help you escape for that for three minutes. Mm, yeah. From that for three minutes in a song or something. Yeah. And so uh, I thought, what a, yeah, we can all agree on fried chicken, chocolate <laughs> cake, can't we? Honestly, I appreciate you saying that so much. And I Try to not get on a soapbox about this because I'm not an entertainer in that way. But just, again, growing up how I did and, and uh, seeing sort of the, the really brazen role a lot of, of, of performers have taken in the last couple of years mm. on things that everyone has an opinion on. And if anyone asks you, I think that's an invitation to share. But I just, I've felt a lot in the last many years, like, you're taking away from the gift that you're giving the world when you yes. don't just give them that escape or that outlet or that safe place, you know? And so I just, I appreciate you saying that and, and, and doing what is your job and your passion to do, which yes. is bring people joy and bring them a place to cry if they need and, to cry. And not but, just one kind of person, yeah. not just one demographic, but all like, like I can recall Dixie Chicks concerts where I'm sitting with, I've got my redneck friends on one end and I got my purple haired, you know, gay friends in my yeah. right arm. Like we all went together and, and you'll see that at a Hannah Dasher show. Like yeah. you've got all my Queens, you've got all my good old boys, you've got little girls, you know, uh, there's, it's, it's a, it's a, a very eclectic group of people. Is that something you intentionally I don't want to say created, but intentionally wanted to foster, or did it just happen by way of who you are? I believe it just it just happened as a result of Hannah being Hannah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not for everybody, but uh, 
I'm finding that when I read the comments and things, when I'm releasing music, but it's it, people are saying, well, I don't listen to country music, but I love this, or yeah. I don't listen to country music anymore, but I love this, or yeah. I don't, you know, like, um, and, and I, I really feel like there's, there's something on this record for everybody, because I, I do talk about my faith, but whether you're a believer or not, you're still going to want to, like, I'm going to whoop your redneck ass. That, yeah. That's going to reach somebody, <laughs> or, you know, there's, there's definitely yeah. something for everybody. Yeah, I think part of what... Um is unapproachable to people maybe who aren't believers sometimes is that they feel like the believer box is really tight and really small and that there's these certain, you know, rules, which of course there are that we're called to, to try to do our best to, to live our best. But like, I feel like it, you, you open that box in such a way that people are willing to hear, even if they don't know what they're hearing and they're willing to love even if it's not the type of person they would normally sit next to and sing next to. And, and so I see that in you and I, I appreciate it. And it's so clear that man, you're, you're there for the people and you're there for the party and you're there for the music. And I think the world has just been lacking that. So I just well, that, wanted to say, thank you. That means a lot to me. You say yeah. that. Well, uh, I, I had a huge lesson that I had to learn in losing my record deal it was like God was telling me, this is not all about you. Mm. And, you know, because I thought that I was here for Hannah's purpose and to further Hannah's kingdom, but he showed me really quickly. And and he showed me through my TikTok taking mm -hmm. off um, that that I, I'm here for a much bigger purpose. And I'm, I'm literally just a tool in his toolbox mm. that he is using to reach other people to further his kingdom. Yeah. And he can use a phone screen to do that. He can yeah. use a song to do that. He can use a recipe yeah. to do that. And... And so, um, you know, the whole, uh, I don't know what it is about my personality that allows me to get away with maybe saying a little more than I should, <laughs> but I feel like he can use that yeah, uh, to kind of blur the lines between Saturday night and Sunday morning and maybe reach more people for him. Yeah. So, because I find people in my corner that are asking more questions about faith or my faith or what's yeah. the reason for my joy. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to beat anybody down with the Bible, but the whole reason we're here. Is to lead people to him. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, right. that, that's so much bigger than country music. That is yeah. so much, like, literally, like, that's bigger than Elvis. Yeah. When you think about it, and I love Elvis. <laughs> it it is I mean, bigger than Elvis. But he is the king of kings. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and so, uh, anyway, I just, I, he's starting to put more people in my path that aren't believers. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, that that becomes the priority. Yeah. Um, but I really do think there's a way that we can... Uh, kind of unify and kind of yeah love on people and, and maybe and maybe not give christians a bad name because christians give christians a real bad name. yeah listen i i know that my um pastor all the time he quotes gandhi and says gandhi loved christ but he didn't like the christians like he learned from jesus as a teacher but he That's didn't fair. like how yeah and so i feel like i feel like you just do that, do that so well and um i feel like a lot of people compare you maybe to Dolly Parton in that way in a lot Sweet. of ways I mean the look the hair the energy the I'm talent losing, I'm the, losing yeah, these you, got, you gotta boost up to get get closer <laughs> to Dolly but um but I respect that and I appreciate that a lot and um I wonder too like do you do you like people making that comparison or is it how does that it's feel like, I think it's great that it's their idea um when I was a little girl I saw a rerun of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas and I, that wardrobe, and that was my introduction to Dolly Parton, I've, I've 
Smoking the Bandit is my favorite movie of all time, and Burt Reynolds reminds me a lot of my daddy. And so I've always been obsessed with smoking yeah. and with Burt Reynolds, and you'll see that theme carried out throughout my live show and my uh, my logo and things like that. But uh, when I saw this voluptuous, chunky like me, uh, cowgirl singing cowgirl, yeah. who was Burt's girlfriend, yeah, and I saw that wardrobe, I thought, man, one day I want to be able to dress like that. <laughs> and so that 1981, that era of fashion is yeah. just my favorite, I, I think. I wasn't even thought about yet, but um, but I, I think that's probably why there are comparisons. But I do love that Dolly took Nashville to Hollywood, and that's a goal of mine, yeah, uh, to do more Acting. TV yeah. things. Absolutely. I want to be in a Western. I want to make out with somebody really good looking on screen. <laughs> Who does it, man? Find your cowboy. Right, right. Maybe Scott Eastwood. Hey, where you at? I don't know. Who's Scott Eastwood? That's Clint's son. No. Yes. I'll have to Google that. What's the movie he was in? The big romance, uh, not The Notebook, but it's one of those kind of uh, where he's like the rodeo cowboy. I don't know. But all that to say, uh, I I think she's great. And I think the comparisons are are great. Um, But again, it's not really a choice that I've made. I just believe that. I, I get a lot of Elvis yeah. comparisons too yeah. but aren't we all just a melting pot of our, well, of yeah. our influences i mean it's, it's kind of hard to you know. yeah well um there's worse things to be compared to i guess well no that's why i just didn't know sometimes you know you get all you hear all these things and it's like do you just want to stand alone or can you stand alone and then honor everything else that you've absorbed from these other people absolutely and that's what i would hope I've, yes that's what absolutely. i would hope um well talk let's talk about the new album um this is coming out well, October 20th. Yes. So that's three days from now, if you're listening on release date. Um, Did you pre-save that thing yet? Yeah, pre-save it, it, download Boop, it, get, get it, it. boy. Um, tell us about it. Well, it's called it's called The Other Damn Half. Why? Because it is a follow-up to the half record that I released uh, under Sony two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, whew, it took a lot of money, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears yeah. to... Uh, to put this one together to to get it out to you. I don't think people really realize all that goes into recording music, making music, marketing and promoting the music mm-hmm. and the artwork and the graphics and all it is just it's a big process. But I just I got tired of waiting and I I cleaned out my savings account and I just said, "Lord, I'm launching this on faith." Yeah, so this is all yours. This is it all is. on you. It is. It is. And I had and I have two songs on there that do talk about my faith and yeah. and I was like, "Okay, God, I'm going to put this out into the public." Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it's just been a launch of faith, but so far my needs have been met and we are scraping by, but I'm just so tickled to be bringing this music to the world and that it's getting loved on and it's getting some plays and I've gotten some XM plays already. I've got a couple plays Heck the last yeah. couple of weeks. So yeah, two different songs. So yeah, the ugly houses has gotten played and, uh, crying all the way to the bank. Uh, that is a fabulous song. Oh, it is so play great. for your friends are going through a divorce. Oh, we will. That's why I just told you. Do I they sign a prenup? I think I'm off the record on that. <laughs> but I think we'll play a clip here so everybody can hear it, which would be fun. <laughs> uh, let's do it. But a trust fund don't buy trust. I found him making out in his truck. You should have seen the face of the judge when he threw that gavel down. But talk about ugly houses. I, I, it's so beautiful. I, I was listening to it on the way over here, and uh, it feels, it feels like what I know about you already. Like it you. feels like everything that's underneath the hair, you know. Lord, go, well, I, I'll let you see me with that someday. <laughs> but uh, which, well, I'll, that's on Patreon. But all that to say, uh, I was driving along 
somewhere here in town, and I saw one of the billboards that says, we buy ugly houses, the real estate things. And I yeah. thought, you know, I wonder if, if God's in the real estate business. And so I started writing it with my dear friend, Mr. Robert Arthur, also a believer and an amazing guitar player. And we got to talking, and I was like, I wonder if, you know, I bet God's in the renovation business, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that'll preach. <laughs> yeah, and so and so the open line just came out. I'm a fixer upper. Mm. I need a lot. I need a lot of work. Yeah, don't we uh, all? But uh, but if you buy ugly houses, Lord, I'm taking down my for sale sign because yeah. it really doesn't. And it's and I morphed into that song, mm. which is after you wrote it. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I've always thought that I was a work in progress, but really not until you hit a breaking point mm-hmm. do you really have to pick up your your big girl panties and yeah. grow, yeah. you know, and, and you got to stay the course. I think your book talks about obedience and sticking mm. to that long yep. path of Ob- obedience. And obedience that's what's tough. In a long direction. Obedience, long obedience abstinence, all direction. that's tough. I mean, yeah. I try, <laughs> you know, but all that to say, um, but it is, it is refreshing because as I've been making these uh, renovations, mm. you know, on the inside, I've made transformations on the outside too. I've been on a weight loss journey. Yeah. I'm down like, Two to three pant sizes. Woo! There you go. Yes, thank you, Wilson, and uh, thank you, Vitality Health. <laughs> but uh, but my relationships have improved. My music has improved mm. as a result. So isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, confidence was what I was going to ask oh. you. It's perfect. So one thing that I've heard you say a time or two is that you live from Godfidence. Yes, I love. Tell us what that means to you. You just talked about your renovations. Thank you. Well, confidence is my word for confidence uh, because you can't be too cocky. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, although when my girlfriends are down, I do make them get in the mirror every morning and repeat five times, I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad (laughs) bitch. But but confidence is God-given confidence. It's knowing your worth, knowing your value, which some days you've got to fight to find that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And and I grew up with a lot of pretty girls. Yeah. And I've always been a heavy, heavy Mm -hmm. girl. And so, uh, uh, which, but I I know why God made me the way that he did, because it, I feel like it, it made me develop a personality. I had to learn how to hold the attention of a room, Mm. capture the attention of a room rather. Um, And uh, I guess it made me funny sometimes in a way, but Godfidence is just uh, being completely secure in who you are and who he made you to be and owning yourself, owning your curves and, yeah. and your imperfections. If people don't feel like they have that, how would you encourage them to find that Godfidence or live You look in the it? mirror every morning and you say, <laughs> you say I'm, I'm a, a sexy bitch. Yeah, I'm a bad bitch and I'm a sexy beast. And you believe it. I mean, there's got to be something about yourself that you like, whether it's your eye color, whether it's how good your behind looks in a pair of tight wranglers. There's got to be something, um, but you could find confidence in that and then look beyond your outward appearance. But whatever makes you, you, uniquely you, like, even if it's like, if you nailed a recipe or something, I mean, just find confidence in knowing that you're a boss at something. Yeah. Did you have to learn that over the course of the last, what, 10, 12 years you've been here in this industry in Nashville, or did you kind of come in with it, do you think? I had to come in with it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just like I said, growing up with really, really pretty girls, you know, not getting asked the prom, having to ask my own date kind of a thing. Um, but I mean, I've found myself. Uh, I just think it's something that you that you grow into over time. And God, but I wish that, you know, 35 year old Hannah could go back and talk to 25 yeah. year old or 15 year old Hannah. Yeah. Um, What'd you tell her? 
that you're a bad bitch. <laughs> That's the title of this episode for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Get that <laughs> Can I say that? Um, I do want to ask you though, being in country music and really probably just music in general, I think, you know, it, it seems clear and it's said a lot. It's, there's not a lot of room or as much room for the women in country music. And, and I just wonder, you know, did, did that feel true to you? Um, would you, would you level the playing field if you could? No. Why not? I welcome the challenge. Yeah. Well, like, uh, Reba kind of changed the game because all the girls were singing whiny ballads and she's like, I want to cut an upbeat song. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I, and I resonate with that or that resonates with me so, so much. And, uh, and I've kind of adopted the, the same attitude of, um, you know, my girlfriends had Shania Twain records and Faith Hill, which I think they're all both amazing. Uh, but I was listening to ZZ Top and Skinner and, <laughs> uh, and, and that kind of stuff. Like I like music that I could put on my workout mix. I yeah. like songs that yeah. you know, I've always called it man music, but I just, uh, for whatever reason, and maybe it's because I was craving that male attention, mm. but either way, I've always just leaned towards, uh, that, that, that kind of music, that that style, and I really feel like that's probably what set me apart. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's why you know Laney and Walker County and other artists. You know, I write with other female artists, um, but uh, but they all want Hannah songs, but they don't want Hannah. Oh, <laughs> somebody come on, give her a call. I, I was loading my gun though. We're just loading the gun up for the gunfight, girl. Here we come. <laughs> um, is is a label something you're wanting in the future? <sighs> I kind of lost that desire. Really, I, I really enjoy doing this independently mm -hmm. and having my own uh, say. So, like the label wasn't going to let me release. I'm going to whip your redneck ass, but it's one of my most requested songs live. And while the money was nice, I really, I really mm -hmm. appreciated having that name behind me. And um, but at the same time, uh, I've seen so many artists do it without. And uh, I think my my goal really is to. Like like Cody Johnson, I, I like to say he went turkey hunting. Basically, he, <laughs> you know he he kind of built his own thing up, and then yeah. he called all the gobblers to the field, yeah, and then signed the sure largest did, record deal yes. in music history. Uh, so I, I believe that will come. There's been some interest, uh, but but again, I'm still building an empire, and mm -hmm. I want champions that are true champions of what I'm doing. So yeah, so uh, those of you who've reached out to me and yeah. Uh, I know who you are. I see you. And, 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 and you're the one I'm going to have on my team. <laughs> well, I think what is really inspiring uh, about you is that I think you you toe the line well of, like you said, you're you're telling your stories, you're doing your shows, you're writing your songs, and you're not getting constricted into the box that if you conform to, you might get the big record deal or get the, you know, and that's always been, I think, the issue all I know is being around country music. I'm sure it's the same everywhere. I'm sure it's the same in any industry. And just to have that endurance and confidence and security to say, I'm not going to change the heart of, of what I'm making and who I am and how this is impacting people just for the sake of, you know, whatever your number or your label equivalent is, you know. And, and I know as women that can be hard because we want to, fit we want to progress you know Absolutely. we want to achieve and 
And so I, I appreciate you uh, kind of trailblazing, you know, like oh, that means like a lot to me. Them did, like, I love like you, you for that. They're starting to call me an outlaw. I was like, I don't want to be an outlaw. <laughs> so I just wrote that song. I'm afraid you you might be right. dancing in that direction. But. <laughs> but, but, but honey, but I, you know what? If the boot fits. By God, uh, wear it. That's so, so funny. Uh, but so thank you, Outlaw Radio, for starting to play some stuff for me. But um, Trailblazer, sure. If there's if there's anybody that's inspired by what I do, then then this is not in vain and. And we're we're on the right path for sure. But. Yeah, I think it it's everything that I've heard from you is an invitation to be exactly who you are, and not apologize, and still grow. Always, but grow. be exactly who you are. And I, I think I want to grow here powerful. a little bit more. Though I've been trying to, I've been eating all that chicken and broccoli, and I'm and I'm losing but my blessing. Spent all your money on your record. You can't can't juice them back up. <laughs> well, uh, my 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 doctor drives an F two fifty. My plastic surgeon, yeah. So he's a good old. He likes country okay, music good. too. Anyway, but I'm sure He'll we help could. You out. Yeah, I'm sure we could fluff those back up. So the record comes out in three days, and are you still in your stall on the road? Yes, yes, on the Tall Boy Tour. It's my first little headlining tour. Awesome. So I've, I've never, I've never had radio play or like terrestrial radio, and I've never um, been on a major tour. I mean, I've done like a handful of dates with Hank or a handful of dates with Reba mm. or, and Skinner. But other than that, like, you know, I've, I've never had. I've always been dying for that opportunity to do, you know, like a, a big tour with an app because that really would make way for me. But uh, people are showing up. I'm playing small clubs, and I've sold out a few and a handful. And people are showing up, and so I'm just so tickled to be bringing the music to you. And uh, so just spread the word and and keep sharing it. And uh, thank you for sharing your platform with me too. To oh man, of get course. it out there. I um, it's been a joy to to listen to get to know you and all that. And I told you before. I mean it. You got a lifelong fan over here. I love so that. That means I'm so much coming from you. you. Well, don't you think people like like? I feel like a lot of people tend to like what they're told to like, like with the whole top 40 or it's yeah. like people are, I guess as a, as a, I don't know, as a generation, I think we've become kind of lazy. And so we really mm. don't, we don't go out and search for and seek, Yeah, but there really is great stuff out there. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, my husband would be amening you right now because he's like, if you listen to one more dang daily mix on your Spotify, <laughs> don't do that. You are, it's, it's an algorithm. You're targeted. Like go out there and find new artists. So Who does he listen to? Who is he getting into? Honestly, everything that was one of the things i i really appreciated when we got together is he'll be on post malone to keith whitley you know love to justin timberlake and everything in between he can't sing or play he just loves music and he loves the stories behind it and and all that so we'll what have are you to listening get y'all to? together i'd love to yes i'm listening to hannah dasher the other damn half lord and whatever connor tells me I love that. <laughs> because i trust y'all's opinion is there life after love yeah I mean, I'm four solid months in, but I pretty There's much love got after love. down. Love after love. That's a good question. Give me some advice. Oh, so, Lord. like going through a breakup, uh, which is for the best, but uh, because I, I feel like the older we get, the more we think it's not going to happen again for me. Mm. Kind of a thing. What, I've what kind felt of, those what feelings, kind of hope? Girl. Can, can you give me any hope? Because because the word does not promise that we're going to no, find true no, love. No, it's true. It's true. I think what I did was what I learned the real hard way, and all that. Not even just hoping and praying for love again or, or marriage again, but just hoping and praying through the worst is the balance of, you know, God says there's life and death in the power of the tongue and you don't have because you don't ask. And I think I was used to praying very, you know, true, honest, kind of bold prayers like, Lord, heal my heart and, you know, Lord, restore my life. And those are real and we should say that. But I, I had someone tell me one time, you know, the power of praying in the details and, 
So I started praying in the details and saying, you know, here's my list of the type of man that I know you would want for me and claim those things every day. And even if it's not, you know, I want your your will and your way and your best. And I think for a long time, I didn't probably mean the but your will your way a whole lot. But it's one of those things where, you know, I think action precedes feelings a lot mm. of times. And when you speak that out and and you eventually learn to mean, but Lord, I really do want it your way. But also I'm going to ask you for what I what I think I want because yes. you tell me to. And and because that honors you because it says, man, I trust you with the details of my life and I know you care about them. So I think I went on a rabbit trail. You asked for advice. That was No, but that advice. means we're... But so is it wrong that I'm praying for a well endowed man? Because that's specific. I said pray in the details. <laughs> Should have bought a humbley. Yes, Lord. And what believes? I know. Well, it, it'd be amazing. I mean, I'm sure. Like when you go live, I'm sure that like before you got engaged, like you were getting hit on. I mean, I could imagine the long trail of men that were like oh. trying to. Mm. Anyway, and on TikTok, we'll pretend that's what was happening. Oh gosh. Well, I don't, Lord. Uh, anyway, none that I would entertain. Uh, so I, I can't say there's a long line, but none that I entertain. But anyway, all that to say, that's that's so helpful. And uh, and you're right, he does care about the details. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think it it definitely it feels discouraging. You know, like you said, the older we get, not just because we have some internal clock, but because the pool is quite literally just smaller, right? Because people get married and the pool gets smaller, and I I have people no get room. divorced too. Not that I wish well, that that's on anybody. True. <laughs> But I don't know. I think what I what I feel strongly, and I, I don't feel like I have a ton of authority to say, is that I've been incredibly lucky to get two really, really kind men. And there's stuff about both of them that if I had a magic wand, I would make them close cabinets and pick up towels. You know, like nobody's perfect. But I think at the end of the day, I've seen, as you have it in your mid-30s, you know, you've seen people go through a lot of hard stuff and and I know that we will, and I'm, he knows that we will, and God knows that we will. But I think at the end of the day, man, if you come home to someone who's kind and That's silly, kind thing. and silly, like, I can only say that because that, those are the two that I've found. But well, praise God you found that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessing every day. Woo. And we'll claim yours. We'll be praying. Yes, Lord, make him handsome. I like a young looking, like a Randy Hauser, or maybe I like blonde headed men too, though. I don't know. Just prepare me for the one because Lord knows I'm a handful. Yeah. So I think that's it too. Like, um, you have to be, I, I, and I wasn't this way in my first marriage because I was young, but going into this with Connor, I felt like I don't need you, but you are the biggest bonus to my life. And I think Love if that. you can both bring that in. I'm hoping that's the right foundation because that's where we're coming from. But yes, it's hard to know that. It's a partnership. Yeah. Definitely. I want a partner, not a project. There you go. So, well, if you buy ugly houses, maybe they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll buy you too. <laughs> that's good. We're all ugly houses. I, I, um, I just want to cook for him in that ugly house. I think that's a big perk. I think that's a big selling point. You're cooking. Probably so. Well, I've just, we could go on and on and giggle and be silly, but I, I do want to ask you before we close, um, I always like to bring a little joy to our people. What's something bringing you joy right now? My faith, not yeah. to be contrived, no, but it really is my faith. I've, uh, I've been attending Mount Zion 
Baptist okay, Church. Okay, yeah, here in town. Yes, 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 yes. Dr. Joseph Walker is so great. And he recently did a sermon about the valley. I understand you've got a book yeah, coming out about yeah. But he said, yay, though, I walk through the valley. It's a walk, not a run through the valley. And Boy, so yeah. I'm learning to get comfortable through that valley. Yeah. and Because uh, it is a walk. And, yeah. um, but I'm just rediscovering my self-worth mm. and um, just uh, this joy in worship, joy in uh, literally just learning to live in the moment instead of yeah. looking forward to what's next, what's next, what's next, but really just, uh, you know, like enjoying, uh, you know, like a bus lease is $35,000, so I'm in a van right now, and so I'm just trying yeah. to enjoy being in close love quarters that with van. the guys again. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to love that van, like, uh, you know, and if I've got a room that's like a sold-out room or if I've got a room that's got 50 people in it, yeah. um, I'm learning to love all those moments and just soak them in and meet and greet and meeting all these people while I can still meet yeah. my fans. Yeah. I'm doing that while I can. And it's one of the highlights of my weekend when I do that. I like that answer because I read somewhere recently that joy only exists in the present. Like nostalgia is in the past, hopes are in the future, but joy is only right here today. And if you're not living right here today, you're going to miss it. Yes. Joy and a fried chicken leg, too. Woohoo! Um, bring it on. Give a chicken for lunch. <laughs> we'll go to Hattie B's. No. She's vegan. What's your chicken place? People who are Nashville or coming to visit Nashville. Well, it was Prince's, uh, but it burned, and it's BY, bring your own drink. Um, but yeah, Hattie B's is great. Hattie's, come sponsor me for a video. Come yeah, on, Hattie. Let's we hear should it. collaborate. Come on, yeah, Hattie B's is good. All right, everybody, go get the other damn half. Follow Hannah Dasher on TikTok if you have it. Unlike me, Instagram, Woo! everything's there too. On the gram, all the you things. You want to talk about like a 60 second clip of joy in your day? Go follow this. Is So wait, Maddie, you queen. Love you, girl. You're a bad bitch. I love you oh, too. Oh, wait, I brought you a gift. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. It surely won't fit over your hair, but since <laughs> you're a fan, <laughs> that may be the one politicking How's you can he get doing? behind. Is he doing okay? He's good. He's good. Yeah. I think you he's, know, I you know, I know. You're so sweet. They've got a farm, you know, probably 30 minutes outside of town, and, and they're there most of the time, and um, his everything with his legs, it's not progressing, so that's... Oh, that's wonderful! That's a gift, yeah. Yes, he's doing well, but... Good. Well, thank you for thinking about me, honey. Hannah Dasher is now a politician. You saw it here. Chattahoochee. Yep, I'll, I'll vote for AJ. Okay, <laughs> bye. Thank you, girl. Thank you.